With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. Proud to be a part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 190. The day has finally arrived. Our day of reckoning after 10 years, 8 months and 24 days. Our fate was sealed to the championship after yet another disappointing loss at St Mary's. Uh, This time falling 2-0 to Fulham. Our third relegation from the top flight following 1974 and, of course, 2005. We've had multiple managers, multiple formations, countless tactics, changes in coaching roles, uh, board members. They've changed bad decision making, wrong transfer policies, not enough goals, conceding too many goals, failed experiments between the sticks. 
140 million pounds spent with nothing to show for it i'm sure i'm i'm there's more and i'm missing it but another lifeless effort devoid of fight uh, we'll go through said game and we'll prepare to hit the road one final time uh, to brighton with me this week is the one and only moscow mush kevin milverton and the returning timber zance fellas welcome back um yeah, how how was your match day experience? Yeah, it was all right. Um, I decided to make the most of the good weather. We went out for a picnic with Mrs. Mush and uh, sat, sat having a picnic and uh, watching the match um, decreasingly attentively. Mm. Uh, and Tim, how about you? Uh, so one of the uh, Southampton guys uh, that's in the Chicago area let me know, hey, I'm in town. You want to wanna come hang out and watch the game? And it was actually his... Uh, his friend from Southampton, who's a ticket holder there. So Hasa, uh, shout out to you for coming all the way from Southampton to Chicago. But uh, we end up couldn't go at the bar. They wouldn't even show the game for us. So we, be, I said, screw this. I we just went back to we went back to my place, uh, watched the game, and while um, a few choice words were said, it was better to do it in the comfort to die slowly in the comfort of your own home rather than in front of, uh, you know, 150 people at the, at the bar you're at. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't disagree. And I, I was like, Kev, it was just failing further and further as it went in. And it was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. The whole experience was just about as welcome as an outbreak of herpes, but yeah, it was, um, a, a slow death. But then again, as I say, the season's been like that anyway. Um, a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, consider showing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number anything will do yeah just shove a coffee in our in our face or a beer it would be great um yeah anyway another loss as we say 12 12 losses at st mary's that's absolutely dreadful when you think about it um and the table doesn't lie it's it's been totally deserved and i don't know about you guys but i feel like there's there's a bit of closure now because even even last week we knew we couldn't beat the drop um but, you know, it, it's official now and it's a kind of release. And what I didn't want to happen was was for it to be dragged out anymore. We can accept it a little bit quicker and move on with our plans for, for coming right back. Kev. Yeah, although I, I think that journey is going to be a lot more difficult than we maybe anticipated. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think so. Um, but yeah, anyway, to that end, Tim, I've, I've spoken to Kev on many occasions about this, so I would like to hear from you. Um, and I, I believe, I, I do, I, I do believe that we can go straight back. I, I really do believe that. Something that the board has said in that fans forum was that, that we have the financial means if the worst was to happen. Uh, the problem I have is that I just don't trust the board with, with the big decisions that is necessary, like the manager, the transfer policy. I mean, it needs to be right from the off. And how do, how do you see it? So going into the situation and going with Sport Republic, we thought recruitment was going to be truly necessary. We're going to have all these young players and we're going to everything's just kind of kind of mesh and work its way through during the season. It didn't work out that way. And now this is our opportunity to be able to spring back because if you look at teams that drop initially, they have a very good chance of going back up. And so we're, if we're not in that financial peril that potentially Ever, Everton could be in, uh, we there is a decent chance that we have the ability to get back up, whether it be through automatic promotion or the playoff positions. Uh, so last year, if you take a look at it, Burnley uh, hit the drop and then they came right back up. They found the right manager, did some good recruitment and were you know easily knocked through and went through the league. Even Sheffield United, who took second place, they were in the league two years ago and they just didn't happen to make it through and uh, it took them a little while. But 
you want to get back in and you want to hit, hit it hard because otherwise uh, you're going to stay stagnant. If you stay stagnant, then you're going to be that middling middle of the road team. You're going to be the Preston North end where you're just going to twiddle your thumbs and say, okay, we're 14th place and it's uh, March and we'll just, you know, hit the beach up there for the rest of the season. Um, it, we got, I think we have a lot of uh, parts that are, nest, that are capable of getting back up. It's just a matter, the a matter of the right manager to be able to make everything mesh. Because to me, Nathan Jones was the biggest failure of the entire year. And because if his season was even mediocre, he, we would have had a much better chance of being up rather than being a complete shit show uh, like we were and well, are I've, currently. I think that falls on, on Rasmus Ankerson actually appointing him in the first place, um, more so than, 100%. Than, Nathan, than Nathan Jones. But yeah, Kev, I mean, if, if we do do it right this time, I mean, it's kind of like Sport Republic are saying, yeah, we've made a mistake. We made, we made the wrong manager decisions and we made the wrong transfer policy. If they do make the right manager and they do bring in more experienced players next season, then is that kind of admitting that they made a mistake? And would, would that be acceptable now? Yeah, I think um, it's an admirable quality to admit your mistakes. But um I don't know. Looking from back to that fans forum, it doesn't seem that they really uh, accept their responsibility for making the mistakes that were made this season. There needs to be um, a huge number of statements of intent and keeping key players for next season would be a good measure of how how well prepared they are, they're going to be for that, that tough season in the, in the championship. Above all, that is going to be getting a decent manager in with, like you say, with the right experience. Mm. Not, an, not another Nathan, Nathan Jones, not another Ruben Sellers, but, uh, maybe doing what the other teams around us have done and bring in a big name or some with, with decent experience to, to get us back up again. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go through the, um, the manager, latest manager odds in the ITN news. Um, so we'll head there. We'll head there now. ITN news. Here we go. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, uh, one place to start, and that's. I mean, I'm guess. I'm guessing you've seen this. I'm guess everyone's seen it. Um, is a statement from the owners, which I will read for you. Uh, I would like your comments on this. Uh, Please, guys, after I've finished. So, yeah, uh, we are particularly saddened and frustrated that our first season as controlling shareholders in Southampton Football Club has ended in relegation. While this outcome is distressing for us all, now is the time to demonstrate unity. We are grateful to our managers, our players, our staff and above all, our fans for battling to, to the end to keep Saints in the top tier. Our work begins today to return Southampton Football Club, an inaugural member of the Premier League with a rich history, to where it belongs. We want to reassure our supporters, our partners and our staff that we remain fully committed to achieving long-term success for the club at the top level. We must now reflect on the lessons to be learned from this season and start preparing for the challenges ahead of us in the Championship. Our goal is to return to the Premier League as soon as possible and ensure that we stay there. At the same time, we will continue to focus on the long-term development of the club, both on and off the pitch, to ensure its sustainability at the highest level. We understand that significant improvement is required, and at the end of the season, we will announce our immediate next steps and provide details of how the club will operate moving forward. 
We cannot thank, thank our fans enough for the fantastic support they have given us, the, given the team throughout the season. Your commitment to the club is an inspiration and one of the foundations that will support Southampton's return to the top flight. Kev, what did you make of that? Um, yes, it's all a bit empty until we see actions, but yeah, yeah. the words are about right, I suppose, aren't they? It's, it's just a PR thing, isn't it? It's what they have to say. They have to put something out there yeah. saying, this is what the club wants to do. This is what the club has done. And this is what we're going to do to, to make sure we go back up and we want the same things as the fans do. I want to say it was a, a hugely disappointing uh, statement uh, that was <laughs> completely improper grammar, at least. And, uh, and Kevin, you can correct me on that. But to me, I think I think they get it. And they recognize that it's not only big for the team, but it's big for the community as well. And they're and they're interwoven within the community, uh, and it's it's a big hit on everyone in Southampton. Uh, to me, I think that while they have their intent uh, is correct, and that their desires are to be successful and to have that type of same recruitment policy and buy young, sell high type of thing they have to show it with actual actions next year. If they just happen to go down and they're middling, you know, everything's just uh, not going well, it's going to be a really, really hard time for this ownership group. And you're going to look at and say, can't believe that Gao was actually better by investing zero money in the yeah, club. Yeah, just not, just not doing anything. Literally it's, it's doing the nothing. Be- it's, it's the best way to make, the, yeah, make us survive. It's... Just let Ralph, just, just let Ralph be Ralph and run the show, and then you know, just basically, yeah, take no money out, put no money in, and um, wow, I guess doing nothing sometimes is better than yeah. You know, if they ain't broke, they'll break it, and Sports Republic broke it, and yeah. Then, yeah, Gal, Gal said that, that it, it was a pig that doesn't need to be fattened, where Sport Republic have, have seen this pig and they've kind of starved it, I guess. And, and uh, yeah, and now we're, uh, we're paying the, the price for it. Kevin, I, I want to chat about some finances here. I know you're, you're more uh, clued up on financials than I am, but uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that. So, yeah, you must be. Uh, so, so I'm going to go on last season, OK? So last season we had a turnover of $151 million. Now, 115 came from broadcast revenue, with 17 million from a match day and 18 million from commercial. No, okay, so now you compare that with Forest's successful championship season last year. They had a turnover of 30 million, 12 million from broadcast, and 8.2 from ticket sales. So from the Premier League to the Championship, you're looking at 151 total to 30 million. And the TV goes from 115 million to 12 million and then tickets from 17 million to 8 million. That is a massive drop, isn't it? And something that I frankly didn't think would drop that much. I mean, I don't don't have the percentage on that, but even with this new deal that the EFL was struck with Sky, that's staggering, isn't it? Those TV figures, that's unbelievable. That is the whole reason that they have all these parachutes uh, payments mm. it's because of that huge gap between the Championship and Premier League and how how serious relegation is for clubs that go through it. Um, just mm. to push in the blood, because I mean, you, you're still going to be paying Premier League wages to all the players that are in contract, aren't you? That's a good point, yes. So I know. They have a 40, there's a 40% uh, reduction for all okay. players. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> I'm not sure how this works for overseas broadcasting for you guys as well, because I'm, I'm guessing that's an even bigger drop there because the market's not going to be that big 
uh, overseas as it would be for the for the Premier League. And also, you've got to think about attendances will drop to around right, about five thousand. But then, you know, you get those extra games in the league and you get earlier rounds in the cup. And as Kev mentioned, you get those Premier League parachute payments. But probably the biggest revenue of all will come from the departing players, right? And you, we just have to hope that Sport Republic manages that last one correctly because that needs to be reinvested into to real players, right? If you're going to get a set amount for for uh, James Ward-Prowse, that needs to go straight back in to investing in players and not into the pockets of Sport Republic and, you know, hoping to boost more sponsors or something like that. Yeah, I don't think it would ever go into the pockets of Sport Republic. I think um, Dragon Sholak's going to walk away, mate. He will. <laughs> maybe not walk away, but um, maybe bring in some of his own people. I don't know. But, uh, some people he trusts to run the club. Getting rid of some of our, our pricier assets is going to be, well, on the one hand, uh, give us more financial security, but on the other hand, it will give us... Um, Less certainly on on the pitch that we'll be able to to to, to play decent football. Yeah, I was just I'm completely naive to all this 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 drop in, especially the the TV revenue. I knew it was big, but I didn't realise it was that big, and it's, it's it was quite a shock to me when I was reading all this. But yeah, it's um, I think it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. And I know that the, um the board has said that financially we'll be fine. Uh, I guess they will be with these parachute payments as well, but. But yeah, it was just a bit of an eye opener. You pretty much don't get any financial revenue from uh, foreign uh, from foreign TV uh, revenue in the championship, mm. um, where it's equal and it's every every person who gets from like the U from the US uh, from the US deal and all the other all the overseas deals, it's split one twentieth. Where there isn't that you don't even have that. It, there might be like. You might get end up getting like like a hundred thousand pounds or something like that out of thirty countries in the in the championship. Even if that, it's not it's negligible compared to like one point three or one point four where you're getting for um, the Premier League from the for, from foreign from foreign yeah. uh, contracts. I, I, I'm I'm well, I don't know. I mean, Kev, you might be able to tell me this. What country outside of the United Kingdom do you think watches the championship the most? Would you say it goes to the US or would you say it goes to Europe? It's a good question. Um, maybe it is the US. I don't know. Do you I know don't think it. I don't, no, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it can be. the. I would say definitely um, you've got to look at uh, for the Premier League. You've got to look at um, Spain, Italy, Germany, then the US. But the championship, I don't think the US are interested in that. Yeah, you'd have to have like some kind of hot market uh, country that has a p- couple players on one specific team, which you don't really have. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, like Leeds. You know, yeah, like Leeds has a, a bunch of U.S. players. You know, you're not. And, they, it's and not they're getting like, relegated too, so that could help us. Yeah, it's not like Victor from Coventry City. He's got you know tons, you know millions of Swedish fans out there that are you know want, wanting to watch him play. It just doesn't. It's just not like that. I, I honestly don't know outside of the British Isles. Manager odds then, latest. Uh, here we go again. Uh, t- two more managers have entered the fray from last time. So we've got Russell Martin from Swansea, who's jumped to be the favourite, uh, and Plymouth's Stephen Schumacher. Isn't this just another Nathan Jones, Kev? Because, I, I mean, I remember way back when, when we appointed Paul Sturrock from Plymouth, and I remember how that went. That was like four months or whatever in charge, and then off he went, and... I know he's done incredibly well at Plymouth and he's taken him up to the championship now. 
But right now, we don't want an EFL manager. We need it. And we probably did. Well, we probably we definitely deserve a Premier League manager. It's kind of like the board owes us this big appointment. Um, Yeah, I feel that. But I don't know that the board will feel that way. <laughs> this is what I'm worried about. I don't trust them to to make these right decisions that we need to. Um, And I'll, I'll, I'll go through those odds, Kev. We've got Russell Martin at four to one. We've got Ruben Sayers at six to one. We've got Wayne Rooney at six to one. Scott Parker at seven to one now. He's jumped ahead of Steven Gerrard at nine to one. So that's the top five managers there. That doesn't fill me with any confidence. Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez is at 25 at the moment. You've got people like Stephen Schumacher, who I just mentioned is 14s. Uh, Chris Wilder's up there at 14. Jesse Marsh has dropped to 16 with um, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. Frank Lampard at 20. Uh, alarmingly, Patrick Vieira's at 20 as well. And Brendan Rogers at 25 to 1. And it's, it's, well, the, the ones that I want are way down there. Is that because they won't touch us? I don't know. Quite possibly. Mm. But yeah, again, does not fill me with uh, with any confidence. There is uh, more news as well. We have hired a sports psychologist, which I know you saw this, Kev, Christian Engel. Um, Jacob Tanswell tweeted this in the week. And I, I, I kind of like just breezed over it because I thought, OK, so what? But the comments are great. Um, you need to go in and read the comments. Um, I know, Tim, you're not on Twitter. But yeah, if you uh, <laughs> read some of those do- comments it was quite hilarious um the first one i come up that i saw was that why are we only hiring one of these why do we need more um everton did that when they appointed dice and look where they are now um and someone's put it worked wonders hasn't it um can't say i've noticed any impact and then someone said can he play up front <laughs> yeah that's, that's my favorite one so yeah so, that, so we hired dr sharon fieldstone basically yeah uh, we, that's we what hired. we need well, we uh, need to do I, that we could we could definitely use one of the use use one of them. Yeah, a little bit earlier would have would have would have been nice though. Um, so yeah, as we are now in the championship and uh, the fixtures, I know we're not even out of the Premier League yet, but the fixture release date is on Thursday, the twenty second of June at nine a.m. Um, so yeah, and start of the season is Saturday, the fifth of August, quite an early one. Um, and there's probably going to be a live game on Friday, the fourth of August. So I'm going to call it now, guys. Friday night. Friday the 4th of August, Saints at home to Leicester in the championship. There we go. Wouldn't they do a uh, like a, a team that's like basically just missed the – like just mi- we're in the playoffs and just missed it, so it would be something like Sunder- – it would probably be like some Sunderland or Middlesbrough well, or something. Yeah, I think it would be some- – you're going to get like a really high up and – And then we're going to get beat 6-0 when we bottom of the league after the first week and everyone will be like, right, this is it. Let's, we're going down to League One. Oh, geez, that would not be ideal. No. <laughs> um, but the the question with the manager is, is like, who, if you had to choose one, who would you who would you want? Well, I want. I, I mean, Graham Potter's not out of the question. Um, I think he could do all right for us, especially in the Championship. I I personally want to see someone like Rafa Benitez or Brendan Rodgers. I know that's not going to happen. I don't want to see anyone from the AFL. I mean, I'd rather go abroad and get some mm-hmm. someone that we don't know. I just don't think we should be given these EFL oh. managers a chance right now. Not yet. We don't we don't need where, from where we are, we don't need that now. So, I want to I'm going to throw a name out there that nobody knows about or heard about, but uh Jerry Sione, he is the former Bayer Leverkusen manager and took them to uh a fin- a third place finish in in the Bundesliga. He's Swiss. And then uh, from there, he you know he played very well throughout the Champions uh, Champions uh, League and qualified for group stage through uh, 
through qualification. So to me, I think if you're going to hit and you're going to want to hit big, you're, if you're going to want that foreign manager, somebody who's out of a job, but currently, you know, younger, has the ability to speak five different languages, Spanish, uh, English, French, Italian, and Portuguese. Um, quality, he had quality stints there uh, in the positions he's been at. So coaching Luzerne, young boys, and Bayer Leverkusen, I think it would be uh, a, you know out out in the out in the field. So if you're listening to me right now, Rasmus Ankerson, please mm-hmm. take a look and see if you can find his agent and see if he's interested. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think we need to set our sides a little bit lower than that. Yes, uh, ITN giveaway. I don't know if you saw this, but in the week we put out a competition with our with our new collaborator, Big Bubble Hats, uh, for your chance to win. All you had to do was follow, like, retweet, uh, and tag a mate, and then be entered into the draw. Couldn't have been more simple. Um, so we're going to reveal that winner right now. Kevin, you've loaded them all in, haven't you? Yeah, uh, it's all locked and loaded. Okay, um, there we go. So are you ready? Yes, then the Wheel of Fortune. Okay, we have a winner. Hold on one. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so the winner is Mike Cavs on Twitter. It's at Mike Robin Cavs on Twitter. So you are the winner. Get all these details and we'll ship out your uh, your bubble hat. So yeah, excellent news. Reach out and touch him. Uh, B team, yeah, we just got that at that post-season friendly uh, where they paraded their trophy at the Snow Stadium. Uh, it was a game against Luton, and that was kind of secondary, but it was an entertaining 3-2 loss. Uh, Lewis Payne, actually fresh from his um, Eastley loan, uh, comes back with a goal, uh, and Sam Amayar with the other. I think both need to be considered next season. I think so. Yeah, that's the end of the B team as well. Let's go to the Fulham game then. So it was a 2-0 home loss, as I say. Goals from Carlos Vinicius on the 48th minute, followed by Alexander Mitrovic on his return to the side after 72 minutes. Uh, yeah, Fulham do the first double ever over Saints. Um, and now that's 24 games that we've lost. That's the joint most since 1972 and 1994. So, yeah, awful, awful game again. Um, made a forced change at the back, Kev, with ABK ruled out for the Saints side forever. Um, <laughs> Lianco comes in and because... Uh, and also, Che Adams failed his fitness test, and he was ruled out possibly forever. Um, and Paul Hornu actually replaces him for the first start since the end of February. Kev, were you happy with a recognised striker? Um, we've been crying out for Paul and Archie to get minutes, haven't we? And um, get minutes, he did. Yeah, he didn't really do much, did he? No, I mean, <laughs> this is the thing. Uh, we always thought that there's probably a reason that he's not playing actually <laughs> in the side. Because mm. he's not up to much on this uh, desperation signing. Yep, not good enough. Not good enough in the, uh, for Premier League, in my opinion. Um, Smacked of Guido Carrillo when 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 it came through. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't just that. I mean, it was the whole the whole performance from him. He was just playing lazy. I thought he wasn't holding the ball up well. He was, you know, sloppy passing. And these are the things that he's supposed to be really good at, you know, holding the ball up and stuff. And that's what we got him for. I just don't think he's a Premier League player. And, well, I mean, none of them are at the moment, are they? Let's face it. But it just, it just seems clumsy and slow. And Yeah, and he had that one chance that he headed up and over. Uh, you think, well, that's, that's just wasted, really, isn't it? Yeah. He, the whole, whole point of having a six foot nine striker or whatever he is. Just, uh, yeah. Six, he seven. Jumped, he jumps a little bit and gets his head on, on top of it. And he was supposed to be fairly quick for his height as well. But, I mean, I've seen snails with club feet move quicker than him. He's just not really 
what we thought he was. I don't we could have kept Shane Long and had better results. I don't disagree with that, Kevin. That's a really good point. Um, Tim, were you happy with the starting eleven? Uh, I, I honestly, at this point, thinking all I want to do is I want to see players who are going to potentially be here next year, and I want them to get their game time. I want to get the feet under them, uh, and I just want to take a look at it as as an opportunity for next year. And seeing so, does that mean you drop James Ward Prowse? Uh, no, I would <laughs> not j- drop James Ward Prowse. Um, now. Tall Paul, okay, like I get it. Um, Alcaraz, I wanted to see. I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see Bree a little bit more. I, I didn't think I want to see Maitland Niles out there. I didn't. I don't really. Does, that's not of interest to me anymore. I think you can just put him on the bench and and keep Bree in. Uh, I want to see uh, Aribo play, uh, and then I wanted to see well. I I, I did want to see Tall Paul. I just wanted to see what he mm, could do. Totally. And, and it didn't turn out too well. So not at all. Oh, and I want to see Sulemana. I want to see more Sulemana. I think I think Sulemana will stay, and I think he could be vital next season. I, I think really he'll do. be our uh, Ismailia Sar. Yeah. Uh, from Watford, who is just really, really, really good, and surprised that they end up they do are or end up staying. I think mm. he's got a chance because his pace is just lightning quick. He can get around tons of players if he needs to. And yeah. Um, so it's eleventh uh, place in the championship next season. <laughs> yeah. yeah what what pl- don't, Watford don't have the money that we do though, do they? Come on, we, we've got more money than them, and we're about to uh, lose James Ward-Prowse. Well, we, we've got uh, as many manager signings in the last year and a half as they do. In the last two months, yeah. Yeah. In spite of the relegation, I mean, I, let's just take this game as a one-off. Um, it was another tame performance again, wasn't it? Nothing to show, no fight. And you can see that from the form guide. I mean, three points from a possible 33. That's not putting up a fight. That's accepting fate even back then. And okay, even even in like the relegation teams of previous years, we've seen better from them, from from anyone. And there's no wonder why that thousands of empty seats, um, you know, they they were left before the game. And why should we have to sit and watch a slow, painful decline? It's just there's there's nothing left for the fans. They left just before the game. Well, exactly. Even that. I mean, the whole. It was just a, a nothing game, was it? There was nothing much to shout about in that first half at all. Fulham dominated possession. And I think they looked at possession uh, on the stats straight away, and it said 80% in the first 12 minutes. Um, and it stayed that way throughout the first 45, really, save for uh, some Saints being wasteful in the chances that they did. I say chances. They just got the ball out wide and couldn't put it into the right areas. Um, but just like always, that's what it is. It's, it's just not doing anything in that final third. And I don't know. I mean, that, that's got to come down to tactics, hasn't it? And just running out of ideas. But it, it, it's like they don't watch the previous games. It's like they're not learning from their mistakes. There has There's something needs to be done and they need to be shook up. And hearing Ward Prowse at the end of the game, seeing that, hearing that, it just it just doesn't feel good. There was just lackluster and it feels like it's not they were they're apathetic the entire time. Lianco, handball shout on 25 minutes. Um, it, what did you make of that, Tim? Would you? I mean, because I saw I saw the highlights later. I saw the I saw the um, plenty of replays on it, and, and I, I think it was. I think it was a penalty. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was surprised it didn't get called. Yeah, and it was you know it was one of those decisions that if it had been given on the field, then it wouldn't have been overturned either. Lianco could be a kind of a basket case, but. Even in that situation, I can kind of understand what led to it, but 
overall, I just want to just get up and move on and say, fuck, let's just get yeah. this done with. About half-time stats, Kev. We had 31% of possession, two shots to Fulham's four, and we both had one on target. So you could see there wasn't much doing. Um, and then the second half, st- second half started, and we had the ball in the net in the opening two minutes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it went in the net twice in the opening two minutes. One of them was ruled off, one of them not. And can you guess which one was ruled out? So, yeah, our man, Bianca, um, quite, quite weak there, wasn't he? Oh, was, was it Harry Reid? Yeah. We all, get, we all get sucked into the ball, and then uh, it doesn't take much to, to get. Yeah, just caught caught cold, wasn't it, from from the offside and turned inside yeah, out the... turned inside out quicker than a pair of Kevin's pants and I, I, Lianco could have been better there, but yeah, I mean, and then Carlos Vinicius poked it away, um, and it go Tim. This goes back to what Ruben Sayas has been saying for a while. It's like that we don't score when we need to in those moments, you know, and then and, and then we get hurt up the other end. And I, I don't know. I just we we need multiple chances which we don't make, and our opponents just need half a chance, and it's a goal. And that's just us not being clinical, not creating enough, and you know, just very, very poor at the back. But that's been the whole story of the season. We don't score at all. It doesn't matter what time we're we're asked to score. Well, I mean, at. we scored it's... four. We scored, we scored three against Spurs. We scored three against Arsenal. We scored three against Forest. We we do score, but yeah, we just well, concede. We did that for. We're doing that for the memes, though. We're doing that for the jokes. Uh, you know, we're to piss off Arsenal and, and Spurs. You know, we're, we play up to our, you know, to United, to Chelsea, to Spurs, to to Arsenal, and then we go and shit the bed at Forest. wherever. In, yeah, at Forest and Bournemouth lose to and you know, lose and... the teams that are around our level that we should be beating in playing. And that's a, yeah. <laughs> They're about Absolutely. our level now. Yeah. Um, he made the changes at the hour. Sulemana come on for Walcott, Mara come on for Onuachu. That didn't go down too well with the crowd, did it? Lots of boos rang out there. Why? Well, I, I mean, because I mean, listening to the to the highlights of the game, there's a lot of um people thinking, well, Saints you know, a goal down. Saints need a goal. They take off their striker, um, and they put on a player that isn't a striker. So I, I guess that was it. But then, I mean. Onuachu, well, they put Mara on, but Onuachu wasn't really doing anything, was he? No, that's what I don't understand. Mara's no worse. No, but, I mean, did Mara actually do anything as well? Yeah, he, I, I don't even remember him touching the ball. So much, it, exactly, but he's just got a little bit more pace, hasn't he? With, with um, Suleimana as well, uh, for Walcott, you think, well, there's pace there over uh, over laziness. <laughs> but, it, again, it just didn't work. Whatever we tried, it, it, just, it was never going to work, was it? And then we got caught again with um, Alexander Mitrovic on 72 minutes. He just made the most of a well, pretty poor cross, really, and we can't deal with it. Yeah, I mean, you, the thing was, so Harrison Reed makes that run, and he puts what what ultimately is happening is is he he's putting himself in the place to allow for a chance to happen or luck to luck to come about. So by him making the run. And then the clearance by Lianco there and him sliding, putting himself, like I said, where he needs to be, the ball deflected appropriately. And guess who came, just comes in and cleans up and, uh, you know, kicks it directly into the net at an open net at that point. And you're just thinking, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And then with the Mitrovic cross, you know, you're just looking at it and you're like, this guy is a beast. He can bo- he can box anybody out. I don't care if you're putting, you know, literally a boxer out there. Mitrovic is crazier 
and will give past anybody. And so that the movement that he's got and the positioning he's got, he's a pure striker and mm. it's just absolute garbage and shit. And, you know, it, was, it just is terrible. Just yeah, terrible. exactly. And Kev, when, I mean, there was no doubt from my end that when we went one nil down that we were never going to, I mean, that we were already in a position where we, we were going to get relegated. You go one nil down and that's it. You know, you, you can't see them scoring two goals. The second one goes in heads dropped and it could have been three or four at that point it was just there was no effort there from the team after that well there wasn't any before was there really let's face it no i mean there were there were, there were little dribbles of uh, short spells of play that, that told us that maybe they hadn't completely given up just yet but um yeah towards the end, end of the match uh, exactly as you said um they can see they understand that uh, even three points was hardly likely to keep us up anyway and yeah to, to go a goal down and then a second i think they're all psych- just psychologically struggling with the the concept of uh, relegation and what it means for them any stats kevin um yeah i mean just just uh you know, regular stats possession uh well you said what was it 80 something percent or was it in, the, in the first yeah. half yeah well in the first 12 minutes i think that was um, registered Holy fuck. But um yeah, ended up uh seventy four sorry, seven not seventy four, sixty four percent to Fulham. Uh six to us. Uh yeah. amazingly we had uh five shots to their nine, uh only one of which apparently was on target. Can you can you remember our shot on target? Apparently it was an arch. I think it was when they made a mistake defensively and only actually just got the ball on the edge of the box and just shot little snapshot really quickly trying to catch Leno out and um, and he wasn't even close. I mean, mm. that, that was on target, apparently. <laughs> but it was uh, it was kind of like from a wide angle. So, yeah, it probably would have gone in, but that counts as our shot on target. So yeah, It's weird because there was a shot very early on where Armstrong puts it straight at um, Leno. I thought that was on target, but apparently not. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Or maybe it wasn't blocked onto him, was it, or anything? Or... Um, have you got an XG? I don't have an XG. I got it. 0.15. That's Fulham's. What about that's us? Full, that's full, that's Fulham? Yeah, yeah, 1.5 is Fulham. Ours is no. 1.3. No, I thought ours was 0. 0.15. Oh, I Jesus. Was, I, was, I was guessing it was like around maybe point, you know, 1. 0. 0.15, 0. 0.2, and Fulham was probably like 1.5. That well, was I my got, guess. I got 1.5 Fulham, yeah, and, and us, us rounded up to 0. 0.03. Uh, zero, 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 zero 0.03, rather. Okay, I had yeah. point two. Like, I had like point one five, point two is my guess. Yeah, that's that absolute X. horseshit. Yeah, that's the ex Jesus. <laughs> yeah, oh, just terrible. Uh, just an awful, awful game again. Another Rain. one at home. Just yeah, and we're going to we're going to Brighton, guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, Raven Sayers has said um, it's, it's been a very tough day for us all. For the technical staff of the players, but especially for our fans who have been supporting Southampton their entire life. It's difficult. It's not a one day situation. We've built it up and we have not been good enough. We just need to analyse that and try to be better on the next occasion and say thank you for the support from the fans. I understand that it is a tough night, but I also know that the club and the fans have been there before and the club will bounce back. Yeah. We need to elevate our standards, and when the club opens the new season, the standards should be on point, and everybody should be on board to try and get them, try and get the team back to the Premier League as quick as possible. Uh, man of the match, who wants to go first? Uh, the referee for blowing the full-time whistle. 
Very good, Tim. Not and for Ke- the first time this season. Yeah, and Kevin, who was your man of the match? Uh, my man of the match was the only man who I think looked like he actually cared. Uh, and that is Lianco. Uh, just, just despite that, that handball shot, and maybe because of it slightly, because of it as well. Um, he cleared that chance off the line from William. Uh, yeah just generally getting stuck in. I think he's one one of the few players who always looks up for it, even if his uh, energy is sometimes misplaced. Mm. Well, I'm going to give it to, well, that that, that, that old adage, if, if you're in doubt, give it to James Wood-Prowse. I'll give it to James Wood-Prowse just simply because he had the most touches, most tackles, most interceptions and most passes. So uh, James Wood-Prowse for me. Tim, anyone other than the ref? Yeah, so I, like, I love Leonco because he just, it just feels like he cares. And as a center back, I think it's one of those things you want to show emotion and being a little crazy can definitely uh, help out and make a, make that impact whether or not it's actually uh positive as as kev just said um to me uh i'm just thinking about like who could you know who could we think about ward prowse yes because he's always and generally involved but really to me um i don't know like i i love lavia uh, i think he was i think i mean i just genuinely think he's a great player and i think he's going to be the most successful in the future out of all the players that we saw on the pitch, but yeah, we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Leonco. Uh, I think he Good. just did a he did what he he needed to today, and especially with that uh, clearance off the line. That was the biggest. That was the biggest. Yeah, that uh, one on Willie Adam, Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, um, Leonco was up there for me, by the way, Kev. And just just so you know, I, I was gonna pick him. So that's two games we've had in in May, and but that that's um two votes for James Wood Prowse and three for Leonco. So they're gonna be straight down for the Player of the Month anyway. So then we go to Brighton, then on Sunday the 21st of May, uh, that's two o'clock kickoff at the Amex. Yes, boys, it's an away day. It's the last away day of the season, and the ITN are on tour. Kev's in the UK, Tim's in the UK, and we're heading on a road trip to Brighton. I am determined to enjoy the day, guys. I don't want anything to get this down. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's have a bit of fun. I'll be bringing my eternal American optimism there. Big old smile. Uh, I'm going to be singing uh, Kumbaya and uh, It's a Wonderful World and, you know, out there having a good time. Uh, Tailgating, getting kicked yeah, out I wanna, as well. I wanted to go tailgate. Come on, I really want to go tailgate. I want to bring out the uh, bring out the grill, uh, bring out the folding table, smash it, smash it when we're all done, uh, play some beer pong along the way, uh, have it really just kind of celebrate, even though, uh, it's kind of a shit time for us to recognize that we're, you know, to me, I would without this team, I would have never met you guys just and having and being able to meet and talk with everybody around the country in the world. Um, you know, you, you, while the team may be shit, um, it, it's about the memories you had along the way and the good times and the good games and the people that you've met. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. We, we we need to take a look at the bigger picture, don't we, and all that. Um, and I will say one thing though. Uh, I I know someone that got arrested at the Amex last season for trying to smuggle alcohol into the stadium. So uh, you just bear that in mind. Um, don't get arrested. Uh, don't don't have your passport taken away. Uh, and yeah, don't get kicked out, please. <laughs> we want to enjoy this, uh, tailgating or not. And let's uh, not forget that I can't drink because I'm driving. So, yeah, I'm not going to be enjoying myself as much as you guys. Don't be sick in my car. I will try not to, but (laughs) we may have to make a few pit stops along the way. Yeah, because the celebrations happen before you get into the game. And then you get into the game and things just simmer down. You peak. Oh, yeah, they'll simmer down. All right. Yeah, don't worry. Well, trust the the guys on the pitch to do that for you. 
and I'm yeah. we're gonna be we're the, gonna be taking all sorts of abuse from the Brighton fans as well. You know that. Well, the whole point is just to steer into the skid and just be like, yeah, yeah. we are shit. Sing, you know, sing along and be like, you know what? Well, we still love our team. And then if somebody really gets in their face, we're going down. We're going down. Yeah. Well, if it's anything like last year, Kev, we were louder than the Brighton fans anyway. So that's true. Yeah, that that place. It, it, it's a wonderful stadium, and I, yeah, I, I love yeah. Brighton. I love the city. Uh, I like the fans because they're 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 always pleasant fellows. But it is a very quiet destination. Mm, Doesn't no. quite have the atmosphere of the of the grounds. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, on to the game then in, in question. Uh, I mean, they're playing at the Emirates Sunday afternoon, um, so in a couple of hours' time as we speak. But their last game, I mean, they were humbled at the Amex. 5-1 to, to Everton. That's shocking, really. And then if you look at their last five, OK, so you've got Chelsea away, a 2-1 win. Forest away, a 3-1 loss. Wolves at home, 6-0 win. Man United at home, a 1-0 win. And then a 5-1 loss at home to Everton. Uh, just completely all over the place. Um, yeah, like a box of chocolates, right? You never know what you're going to get, yeah. You don't know what Brighton's going to turn up on, on, on any day. One thing I do know is that, you know, we're going to get the 6-0 one, at the 6-0 over Wolves. That's what we'll get. You know it. Tim, are there any injuries or suspensions that we need to worry about with uh, with Brighton? Solly Marsh is out. He's had a hamstring injury for a bit. Um but that doesn't mean anything else because really, well, they've got some person that we don't know from an Argentine league or Colombian league that they just brought in and, you know, and plays CISO. at a super high level. Yeah, and, and plays at a super high level. So to me... Well, Sonny um, March is, um, he's leading the team with assists this season. So yeah, losing but, him is not a bad thing. Yeah, and Matoma's slowed down recently too, even though he's not it, injured. Yeah, he, and, he slowed down the second I put him in my fantasy football team, just so you know. Absolutely. Well, that's a that's good, and we, well, that's that's our strategy next year for fantasy, in which we can play uh, fantasy through Gaffer.io, which okay. I'm actually excited about. Um, we can teach everybody how to play that, or at least I can. Um, mm. So Estupinian, uh, you know, I don't even know who their goalie is. It's is it Steele? I don't think he took he took over from S- Sanchez. Sanchez has come back in recently, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So Solly March is their biggest injury concern right now. But I want to. They also had Evan Ferguson out for a while, and I don't remember if he is coming back. Is he's uh, if he's currently back? Yeah, I but think he's back. He might be. He may not be full. Maybe he's not fully fit. But he hasn't made a. He hasn't made a. Uh, is made my news feed at all recently. So um, they, they've hit the beach. I mean, they're bright. So they just literally just drove down the road and and decided to just post up shop there instead of hanging at the at the Amex. Mm, I can I can't blame them. Um, yeah, we've got to watch out for Alexis McAllister, right? Because I mean, he's World Cup winner and all that. And well, yeah. he's a he's vying for um, so he, well he's vying for time uh, to get sold uh, in the in the off season. So I think they're looking for sixty seventy million pounds for him, and I could see him really fit in well at Liverpool. Oh, and, don't say it. <laughs> well, that's well, that's fine because if if this starts Liverpool buying from Brighton, that means in five years time that Brighton will get relegated. Yeah. So that's just it's just the it's just the they've it's a peaked. good point. Yeah. Yeah, they've, taken, they've, taken, they've taken over from us. We've swapped places, yeah. Yep, total. I mean, that's Brighton should look at us as a mechanism that, you know, you can have good times, but you need to con- be consistent and make sure that you can reload or and re- retool appropriately. Mm. Because if you if you don't, then 
you know, a good manager like Ralph, uh, while, you know, having a relegation level team puts you into 15th or 16th, uh, over time, it's not going to, uh, you got to be wary of the situation and, and got to recognize what the, the meta is in the Premier League while also being able to adapt and be better than the, uh, uh, be better than three other counterparts in the 20 team league. Yes. Kevin, predictions. You are first, my friend. We're going to get trashed three now. Short and sweet. Tim, you're next. Um, I think Prowsey's going to score. Uh, I am hoping he's going to score because it would be, I think he's going to score his last goal for us this year. And it'll probably this, be like on a this, penalty. Ever, ever. <laughs> well, potentially. Um, I think I, we, I, after the, uh, when, the, when this is all done, we should do an off season rant and see what like the, the predictions are and the plan should be and, and whatnot. And hope we're going to do that. But I think that we could sell a number of people, and if Prowse is willing to stay, I would love that if he could stay. I think he is exactly what we need, and losing yeah, him is going to be is going to make me like genuinely, genuinely upset. Yeah, it's not going to um, happen, Tim. You might as well just come to terms with it now. He's going. I I I, I can tell from his speech that or his interview that he gave, and he said that he said that they'll they'll be back in the Premier League again. He didn't say we'll be back. It's something that he yes. said there was something similar to that. It made me think, right, well, he's already made his mind up. It was mm. a slip of the tongue that, yeah, I, I, th- I noticed I, he's gone. I think he, I mean, there, I don't think it's it's 100% given. I genuinely think that there could be a chance. Now he has to, like, go in and they have to, like, all right, so who should we pick as a manager and, like, let him be a true leader in the team? And uh, in doing that, uh, I, you know, I still think there's a chance, but it is more. So you're than saying that. there's a chance? Yes, I'm <laughs> saying there's a chance. Just like all of us have a chance to marry Scarlett Johansson, you know, there's a chance out there, but the odds are very, 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 very low. More likely that we're gonna get hit, you know, have a vending machine crush on us, or be drafted into the Sudanese military at this point. So. <laughs> Um, I think anyway, we lose three one. Three one. Three one. And I do think Prousey's going to score. If we could see a Prousey free kick though to finish, and you know, see a golf swing and get him get him the record as he goes out, I think then I feel I have a little bit more comfort in him leaving because I think him. You know, when you have okay, the the value of having somebody who is a local person become your team, become the stable of it all, and I mean, it just cra- it's just crazy if I um, it w- if he leaves. So three one, and uh, we'll it won't be pretty, but uh, we're pros scores. I'm going for a two 0 Brighton win. By the way, I don't think Saints are going to score. I think that's it. I think we're going to be absolutely battered by the Brighton fans, um, but we're still going to have a good time anyway. Yeah, and as I say, just Discord predictions: uh, Greg Kaplan, Tony Mears, Russ Sayers, all going for two 0 uh, Kevin, you went for a draw, so you scored nil bois. Um, that was I like a, we did that. Good, thank you. Yeah, that was a, a, a Eurovision nod there. Um, I'm assuming you guys watched it. We don't need to talk about it, but I'm assuming you did. Uh, of course. And can, we t- can we please talk about this? No, like, let's, I wanna, not. let's just yeah. turn this into a Euro, like a Eurovision follow-up. Come, I mean, uh, if you don't want me to host, then yeah, then go for it, guys. I'll just leave. All right. <laughs> I will say one. Th- I will say one thing. If you win Eurovision, you should not be able to compete again. That is what I will say, and that is it. That is it. I'm done. Okay. okay. <laughs> so after 37 Eurovisions, they just call it a day. <laughs> no. Sounds the, sounds the, good the to me. Person. 
the single person is like, see, if Lorene won, you should she should not be able to compete again. That's it. Like you don't mean that, the nation, uh, you mean the person. Okay, you yeah, mean the artist. Yeah. Right, I yes, the artist, not the country. If they the artist, should, yes, they should it. do that in in football as well. Just just not let Liverpool compete ever again. Just just get rid of them. They've already won the Premier League. That's it. Let them go. Yeah. Jordan um, Henderson. Like, yeah. Yeah. They have to get an entire new team in each time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Frederick Lazaro still has a four-point lead at the top of the Discord. Um, four points over Alex Haas. Um, Super 6. Round 54 was won by Tom Hennigan uh, on 14 points. Uh, round 55 was Stephen McCullough on 15 points. Uh, the overall lead is with Gavin Burgess on 472. Kevin, your fantasy football news. My fantasy football team is absolute shite this week. Um, I think everybody's has been, because it's... Not a lot of happened, really, has it? And it's I think the average is only 15. Well, the yeah, Harland didn't score, but a lot of my players didn't play. Uh, yeah, Sarr, Stones, uh, Ivan Tony didn't even play. De Bruyne didn't uh, play either, did he? Well, he's not playing uh, now. Yeah. Because they're yeah, playing now, aren't they, Man City? Right. So that's why De Bruyne, um, uh, Harland hasn't scored, because they're 21 minutes into the Everton game. Oh, he'll score then. That's fine then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I decided to use my bench boost, but I should have used it last week because I had a shit ton of points on the bench. But they, uh, that's the way these things go, isn't it? Top three is still the same. Can we, can we talk about the uh, the cups actually on top of the leagues as well? So uh, the Indian in Number Podcast Cup right now is in the um, it's in the quarterfinals. So am uh, I in it? Uh, no, you are not, but Ke- oh. both Kev and I are in it currently. Oh, why? So, you got to the quarterfinals of the cup? Yeah, of the cup. So oh, I didn't notice this. No, yeah, I didn't so, even know. So take a look at that. You're playing, uh, Kev, you're playing Nick Green in Winterhampton. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, I am playing uh, Chris Ambridge uh, and Mozinzo, and I could not, um, could not tell you that name, but... Um, looking at it, uh, I am not looking too good compared to Chris. He's looking pretty good. And, um, but Winterhampton, I think you're going to be able to take over, um, take the win over Winterhampton, uh, Kev. And uh-huh. then in the podcast, in the, um, uh, the podcast League Cup, we are currently in the quarterfinals as well. Uh, I am playing Jacob Tanswell and made sure to screenshot and tell him that he's going down, but I should have kept my mouth shut. Because he's kicking my he's kicking my ass, and so if I see him if I if we see him next week at Brighton, hopefully we can uh, say hi and tell him uh, see, say, say hey what's going up. And he gave me a good uh, um, fish and chips recommendation. I wrote it down over the I don't remember. And Kev, you are also in that uh, league, still in the quarterfinal too. But Ray, you are out. And so Kev, I you're beat, playing. I beat yeah. you in the round what, of sixteen. I beat Ray in the round of sixteen. Oh, nice. Did you? Nice. You twat. Yeah. So, take, so taking a look at that, closing, uh, closing up. Hopefully, uh, it was, uh, it went all right. And yeah. Um, and to me, I lost in the first round of the Southampton. I drew, um, the the guy. And it was forty two, forty two, and uh, they had they won because uh, they had more goals than I did and progressed, which was shit. <laughs> I had won one cup. In one of my leagues, um, we were even drawn for a number of goals scored. So it went, 
I lost on goals conceded. Oh, Kev, that's horrible. Yeah, but I'm still in the in that number cup, so yeah, hope, hopefully I'll get through. He's got a good team, that Nick Green. He's got a few Brighton players in there to play a double game week. That, that's It's all nonsense, fantasy football. I don't care. I don't like it. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Maybe we what, should start taking the fantasy football more seriously and the actual football less seriously. Let's we're just gonna do a fantasy do, football podcast, yeah. We've got to do Gafford.io, and we're going to popularize it and t- tell it out. I'm going to be able to sh- – I'll show you guys how it works. It's even crazier than uh, than the, the correct Premier League one. Uh, Premier League one. Well, it's we don't a lot need of, to it's do a lot the Premier League one next year, do we? We don't need to. It's, uh, we can we'll do, do your fantasy championship. Yeah. And we've got to do our draw, you know, our draw again for the teams, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, we could do a Premier League draw this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, right, where am I, guys? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Right, um, as, as this is an, uh, a UK stadium, Tim gets first guess, uh, and then Kev, you get second guess. All right. Okay, okay clue number one, Tim. Uh, for five points, this stadium is located 89 miles from St. Mary's. Majeski Majeski Stadium in Reading. Medeski, no. Medeski. No. Kevin. Are you at Kenilworth Road? (laughs) Yes, I am. Wow. (laughs) You were so close as well, Tim. Uh, Reading's too Reading's too close. I mean Reading's only like what, like it's not too far it's not too far away from from that though. It was a bloody good guess. Um yeah, well done, Kev. Five points. (laughs) Um yeah, 25 miles from Wembley. Uh, this town is situated on the River Lea, uh, currently pushing for promotion to the Premier League uh, and in the county of Bedfordshire with a stadium in amongst the houses is, of course, Luton Town, Kenilworth Road. Kevin, well done. I say through gritted teeth. Uh, yeah, spent all that time thinking up for those extra questions. And I just... Mm. You just luckily guessed it yeah anyway uh next week we'll fill you in with all the details from our road trip to brighton uh and we'll prepare you for the final game of the season uh the final game in the premier league uh, as we prepare to take on liverpool uh so until then up the saints up the saints up the saints saints. we're going down bounce back up the saints bounce back up the saints up the saints open at southampton Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.